Hello, welcome to the podcast. Well, it's 2019 and founders have spoken loud and clear. Top three priorities for the year in order. Number one, time. Number two, talent. Number three, money. That's right. Time, talent, money in that order. And today we're going to tackle all three in our eight week wrap up of our series on talent and recruiting. All today on the podcast. Welcome to the Founders Place Podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. Now here's your host, Todd Wills. Todd Wills. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Scratch that. Should I say Toddcast? Yes, it's time for Toddcast number two. I swear my parents named me that just so that I could use that joke. It's time for our wrap-up on talent and recruiting, our eight-week series where we had great experts come in and talk about talent, recruiting, how to find people, how to make them yours, how to keep them. So if you're playing along with the game at home, the people that came in on talked on our podcast were Kevin Ayers, Nikhil Raj, Darren Martin, John Miller, Will Stanny, Dana Shaw Aramoto, Tariq Hilali, and Michael King. And prior episodes included Folia Grace and Casey Winters. It would be 10 great conversations overall, but the last eight in particular were specifically geared around talent and recruiting. Now, there's a couple of key takeaways. We're going to talk about those here in a second, and then I'm going to set us up for what the next series is going to look like. But let's unpack all of that great insight, all of those great speakers, and all of that amazing wealth of information that we stored over the last couple of weeks. And let me break down a couple of the key takeaways. There were really four of them, more than anything. I'm going to give you all four. They're all interconnected. And then we're going to spend a little time talking about what each of them means. And I'll sort of point you to the couple of key speakers that we're talking about it so you can find those insights on your own. So those takeaways are the first, it's the draw of talent. It's it's getting people to come to you. Everything so far has been built around going and finding the headhunter approach. Let me go find great talent and bring them in. But how do you get people to come inbound to you to want to be a part of your organization? So that was one, draw of talent. Number two was eliminating the cost of talent, all that waste that goes into it. Now, don't get me wrong. It's still going to be the number one price point for you is finding, engaging, keeping talent, your resources, all of that expense. We're not going to be able to eliminate that, but there's a ton of waste that happens in the recruiting process, in the acquisition process, in keeping great talent on board. And we had some experts come in and talk about where some of those big waste gaps are in your organization and how we can start to address those. Uh, third, building culture. Now, for some, culture is a four-letter word. We're going to talk about, unpack about what really culture means. What are you trying to do with culture in your organization? What does that really look like? And then the last one is finding that perfect marketing leader. So you're thinking about bringing somebody on board. Is it a CMO? Is it a head of? Uh, let's go figure that out. So drawing talent, eliminating the cost of talent, building a culture, finding that great marketing leader. We had great insights from so many people. So let's just dive into it. Let's go to that first one, the draw of talent. Now, this is one of those things where you know, I talked with recruiters. We talked to people over the last several weeks and over the last year. And this model of let's go fish for talent. Let's go get a headhunter on board that's going to go just find people and bombard me with resumes. And then I'll go through the stack and pick that best person that I think fits. 
that model no longer works. And there's absolutely a role for executive recruiters. There's absolutely a role for people to come in and help you find that great talent. That's not what we're talking about. But what we're trying to do is create an environment that talent wants to come to you, that you, yes, post the job role and you get people that are interested in it. And But people want to come and join your organization. And that starts with you as the founder. Now, in particular, if you're trying to find who had the greatest insights, well, all eight of them talked on this particular topic. But I would really start with with Darren Martin, Dana Shaw Aramoto, and certainly, you know, Kevin Ayers were really instrumental in this in this uh, idea. And Michael and Will, so Will Stanny and Michael King, both as executive recruiters, did a fantastic job of of uh, discussing this one as well. I think the biggest thing here is. This idea that brand and purpose will drive people towards you, that creating an environment, a company that has a clearly stated purpose, that has direction, that has energy and has a purpose in the marketplace. Well, that's something that most organizations are missing. They build a product, they think they're going to go find a bunch of customers, and then along the way they go, oh, we need people to help. Well, let's just go find the best person. But the company culture, the environment, the well, who are we and what do we stand for? And the founder being out front and center and saying, this is the kind of company that I'm trying to create. Well, that's all missing along the way. And so what happens is candidates are looking out there and let's face it, it's a candidate's market right now. Candidates are looking and saying, why should I come to you? What's different about you than anybody else? And so now you get into this game of throwing money at the candidate who can be the most competitive and benefits and with the payroll and everything else. And it becomes so expensive. Suddenly you're just throwing money at candidates and guess what happens when the company goes through hard times, when things get tough, those people are the first ones to leave because they're going to chase the almighty dollar someplace else. Now there's an interesting dynamic that's happening here and we've seen this and it's, it's intriguing. So it used to be, Facebook, Google, Uber, the the big daddies in the space. Well, they could demand whatever they wanted of candidates and candidates would flock to their doors. Everybody wanted to go work for them because they had the brand and the cachet and people thought and knew that they were going to do really interesting things there. But an interesting things happened over the last few months and certainly over the last year as millennials, younger people are entering in the marketplace one of the things that they're becoming frustrated with is the lack of purpose and direction, and sometimes even the nefarious purpose and direction of some of these stalwart companies. And so now startups, smaller organization founders are finding that that talent that used to go to some of these companies are now interested in joining organizations that don't have the headaches, don't have the hurdles, and certainly have more purpose than some of those other companies do. And so now, if you can create a brand purpose, a purpose for you as a founder, a purpose in the in the uh, marketplace, you can create a sense of direction. You can find that employees, future employees, candidates are willing to join your company. Now that's a dynamic and that's a wealth of startup talent that most founders have not seen in 
a decade. And so now you see this influx of wealth of talent that's coming into other organizations in the startup community, starting to spread the wealth, but it's also allowing companies to see greater gains, reap better rewards, especially the ones that have a better sense of purpose and can walk to a candidate and say, here's why you need to join my organization and here's what we are gonna do together. And that's a very powerful message and that starts with knowing yourself knowing your direction, and as a founder, having a sense of purpose that drives the company. Again, if this is intriguing and interesting, listen to Darren, listen to Dana, listen to Kevin, Michael and Will will round that out. Those five, in particular, the rest of the eight, but those five will, will really give you a sense of how to draw talent to you. That second one, eliminating cost of talent, that, that waste. We talked a little bit about this. Again, these are all interconnected in the last conversation. But this one in particular, you know, I really look to Michael and Will as our executive recruiters, but certainly listen to Tariq Halali, listen to Darren Martin, listen to Nikhil Raj, and listen to Dana Shah Aramoto. One of the things that they talk about is it's this cost of talent. Again, you get into this competitive bidding war with other people in the marketplace. You're stretched as far as you can, as thin as you can to try and get great talent in. And you're throwing money at people. You're throwing benefits at them. You're throwing in better office space or, you know, tons of companies out here are throwing in the, you know, the, the Bose headsets and, and that's all great. And that's wonderful for your culture. But do you have the money to spend on that? And if you even think beyond that, think about the cost of benefits. Think about all the other extraneous costs that go into it. Think about the cost of uh, replacing people because the person you hired didn't work out. You're paying the recruiting fees. You're paying the onboarding time. And then you've got the disruption that that person doesn't leave. Well, no wonder this is a huge headache for founders. And one of the things we heard loud and clear was ways to start eliminating that waste. So the first, and, and I, I really like Tariq's approach on this, is thinking of benefits as a benefit. How do you take those expensive benefits that you're creating and not just voice them over to HR, but start thinking about ways that you as a founder are using this as the lever of the kind of company you want to create? What are the real values you want to still in your organization? And then how do you go in and find the package that's at the appropriate level and has the appropriate value for your organization? I think the other thing is it it really comes down to knowing who you are and what you are and what you need. You know, I heard this time and time again as people would say, well, we've got to go in and we've got to find somebody who did X at company Y. I admire company Y. I think they've done a fantastic job. I want to go find somebody who did that there. But that might not be the right person for you. Maybe company Y had a ton of resources. Maybe they had an entire team in place. Maybe they were six months ahead or six years ahead of where you are. And so to say that that person did a great job there doesn't mean that they can replicate that for you. And so the biggest trick for most founders is really understanding where you are in your growth, where you are going to be over the next few months, what kind of person does that look like? What's the cultural fit for that person? Thinking about all those other things, then I just want to follow the blueprint and find that next right person that worked for somebody else. And then the last one, and we heard this loud and clear, is there's this tendency to believe that people are brilliant but flawed. And I'm talking in particular to toxic people. I mean, really just the ones that are the biggest HR complaints, the 
biggest drain on the emotional intelligence of the group, the one that just sucks the life out of the entire company. They may be the best so-and-so that you've ever seen, but there's a lot of data and a lot of insight and a lot of agreement from these eight people in particular that you need to jettison those people as quickly, as fast as possible. And the reason is, well, most people say, I'm going to keep them around because they're going to do this thing for me. And then when it's done, we'll, we'll look for somebody else. You need to get rid of those people now. And the reason why you need to get rid of those toxic people now is it's the impact on the rest of the organization. But it also comes down to this plain, simple fact. When the going gets tough, when something turns sideways, those toxic people are some of the first people to leave you in a lurch. They're going to be the ones that come in on a Monday morning and go, you know, I finally secured a new deal with somebody else on over the weekend and I'm out of here. And oftentimes not even the two weeks notice. So they're the biggest drain on your organization. And when you need them and really need to rely on them, they are not going to be there for you. So agreement was start getting rid of those toxic people as early as possible. Easier said than done, but a good rule to live by. Now, let's move on to building a culture. So big ones to listen to here. I would lean on Darren Martin. I would lean on Dana again, and certainly listen to Nikhil on what it takes to build a culture and what that means. Now look, there's a lot of lip service around this idea of culture. It's a four letter word. It's a thing that's thrown around. We're building a culture, a culture of this, our values of this. And look, there's a lot of whitewashing and a lot of veneer work that gets done to talk about cultures in a company. But let's take that aside for a second and think about what is the culture really? Now, the culture is the values that are created and instilled in the organization by the founder. Now, if you're a founder and you're listening to this, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to steer the culture of the company or you're going to wake up one day, realize that you haven't been in control of the culture, but you have a culture nonetheless. And the odds of that culture being the culture, the kind of company that you want it to be, are really slim, that it just happens by stance. What you need to do as a founder, as a leader, is start to instill, direct, guide the values of the company and what the company stands for. Now, we've already talked about this is a great way to eliminate waste. This is a great way to start thinking about removing that toxicity from your organization. It's also a great way to get people to start coming to you because of those shared values. But this is also the thing that this company, this idea that you've created out of nowhere, well, this is your legacy. This is the thing that you want people to remember you by. This is what you're creating. And so what is it that you want to put out in the world? Now, that can be a somewhat ethereal, spiritual thing. But let's think of this as, this is the company you create. What are you doing to steer and guide that? So founders, you need to drive and run that organization. And how you decide to do that actually will attract your customers, your partners, your entire ecosystem, your vendors. Everybody is going to look to what's the company that they're creating? What are the values? What are the culture they're creating? And evaluate if I'm going to do business with them or not. Now, there's a ton of discussion around it doesn't matter. People are going to do business with me because I've got a better product. And that may be true. But the odds of you having the only product in that space are pretty rare. And you may do X, Y, or Z a little bit better. But culture and people and who you hire and the connections you make 
Well, that plays a bigger role than you just having a better product. And so much so that we wrote an entire book on it, Beyond Product, that comes out in May of 2019. It's this year, oh my gosh. That book is all about how do you create an environment and an ecosystem around doing more than just creating the product. So your product's important, but your culture, I'm gonna argue more important. All right, let's move on to this fourth one, that marketing leader, that elusive marketing leader. How do I find that best marketing talent and what does that look like? And man, this is a tough, tough topic for founders. So I'm gonna say, listen to John Miller, listen again to Michael King, listen to Will Stanny. They're gonna to talk to you about the kind of talent you wanna bring on board as a marketer and what you're really looking for. So there's a couple of things to consider here. The first is it's the title. And how you establish your title really means who you're attracting in that candidate pool. If you're calling it a VP, a head of, or a CMO, you're already weeding out a whole group of candidates that may not consider coming on board with you because the titling doesn't work for their career longevity, their career progression, their growth. The second one is start thinking about, do you need a growth person? Do you need a product person? And do you need a brand person? And look, those are three great ter terms to throw around, but do you really understand what the difference is between each of those three and where they belong in the growth cycle? So you as a founder need to establish which one of those three do you want? And of course the answer is all three, but you know what? Save for maybe two or three people on the planet, all three doesn't exist. And if you're really lucky, you're gonna get two out of those three. Odds are you're just getting one. And so what becomes really complicated is I have this need today, but what's your need six months from now? What's your need 12 months from now? And are you gonna bring somebody on board that's gonna grow and scale with you and take you to that next level? And that is a real challenge. It's why CMOs have these 10 years of 18 months. And I think for some startups, that's even really generous. A lot of them, six months, 12 months. And then think about the disruption that's causing for your organization, that's huge. And then the last one is, again, we talked about it a little bit before, it's this template idea. I just want somebody that worked at company X. I admire that company. I want someone who was there and I wanna take them and I want them to repeat that magic here. Again, understanding who you are, what your needs are, what works for you, so radically different than what might've worked for them and then that space and in that time and in those resources and behind closed doors of things that you know nothing about. And so, understanding who you are and what you need at this particular point in time, finding that right person, that right mix of growth or product or brand, and then figuring out what's the right title and the right level and who you're gonna attract along the way. Well, those are the first couple of steps to being able to find that best right marketer, that dream team that you're gonna build off of this person. All right, so those were the four big takeaways tons of other great stuff in here. You can look at the profiles of people and start to pick this out, but if we think about the draw of talent, eliminating that cost of talent, building a culture, finding that first marketing leader, these are eight amazing, and again, we'll include Folia and, and Casey in those. These are 10 amazing conversations that you should be listening to and have as a part of your uh, uh, daily routine. So let's talk a little bit about what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. 
But before I do that, so if you've liked what you've listened to so far, if you've liked the insights that you've gotten, uh, I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Go find your favorite platform, whether it's Google Play or or Stitcher, or uh, you're listening to to this on you know iTunes. Whatever it is, click that little subscribe button. We'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast and get these updates on a regular basis. Also love to have you subscribe to and, and be a member of the foundersplace.co community. So you can go to foundersplace.co, a bunch of different places that you can subscribe to the website uh, and become a member there. It doesn't cost anything, but what I'm going to do in return for that, for that trust, is give you a f- complimentary copy of the first chapter of the book book comes out in May, but you'll get this first chapter now. You'll get exclusive updates on content. You'll get some secret chapters to the book, super exciting stuff that's coming up, advanced podcasts, um, things that are not available to the general public. All that tips, tricks, insights will be available to you just for giving your email address. And I promise I never share that information and I'm not going to spam or scam you in any way, shape or form. You have my word. So if you can, love you to subscribe. Word of mouth always helps. Would love to have you promote this to somebody else, share this information. With that, let's talk about what's coming up. So excited to have nine weeks of Founders DNA. What are the things that founders are really looking to have? What are the skills, the muscle memory, everything that goes into becoming a great founder? And I've got nine great voices that talk about all the behind the scenes stuff that help you become a great leader, a great founder, a great business person to help lead and build your organization. So let's go down the list of of folks that are coming up. So first one, big kickoff with Jeff Eggers. He is the co-author with General Stanley McChrystal of the new Hot Off the Presses book, Leader, Myth and Reality. It's doing phenomenally well, top 10 lists, best of lists, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Forbes. Uh, They never do anything half-assed. Their stuff is amazing. Great conversation with Jeff on the principles of leadership. The book is fantastic. I frankly have read it twice. I loved it so much. Could not speak more highly of the conversation that I had with Jeff. Absolutely phenomenal. Second one, Vili. Uh, Vili Wang was TED Talk. She's a founder of this organization called Baycat. She has this small goal to end racism. Now, that might sound somewhat philanthropic. It might sound flighty for you, big picture. But honestly, Vili is one of those people that actually makes stuff happen. I love Vili. I love her conversations, her style, and the way she thinks about tackling big problems in your organization, believe me, is going to apply to you. Third, we've got Larry Friedberg and Colin Rule. Now, they built the conflict mitigation program for eBay. So all of those places that buyers and sellers can go in and address their conflicts and resolve their issues. And they sit down and they talk about trust and conflict in your organization. Now, let's face it. If you're an organization of 200 people and two of your employees aren't getting along, okay, that's a challenge, but not insurmountable. If you're a company of five and two of your people don't get along, you got a problem on your hands. So they sit down and talk through how do you address conflict within your organization, especially in those early stages, and what does that look like? Phenomenal conversation. I love these guys. Jawan Hong comes in and talks consistency. She built an amazing organization. It's off and running. 
but she looks at what are the consistent behaviors a founder needs to have, the things that they need to wake up and do day in and day out. And I'll give you a hint. She did her pitch for investors over a hundred times until she had it nailed. I heard it firsthand. Her pitch was phenomenal. One of the best I've heard in years. She knows this stuff and knows it really well. You're going to love listening to her talk about consistency. Stacey Epstein is going to drive home this idea of authenticity. How to be authentic. Again, super buzzwordy, but one of those things that you know someone when they're authentic and it builds the culture and the organization around them. She is an authentic voice in the space and she drives people to want to come work for her because of it. Lily Zhang, researcher, consultant, wrote a book on diversity and inclusion, one of the smartest voices on how to create an environment around diversity, how to create it around inclusion, and not just whitewash it with, well, let's go hire someone from category X and someone from category Y. And understanding that diversity and inclusion is messy. And when's the right time for your organization to start to tackle it and what makes sense for you? Devin Redman comes on board and talks about the marketing muscles of a founder. He's a marketer and CMO who became a founder. That's a pretty rare combination. And so Devin does it better than anyone. Talk about what does it take for a founder to be a really good marketer and how do you draw and attract really good marketers to you? Two more. We've got Jason Saffron. Jason is not a household name, but damn it, this guy should be. He is tenacious and he talks tenacity, coming in and doing it again and again and again and never saying die and getting hit and knocked down and getting up and doing it all over again. And this guy has had a couple of big obstacles put into his life and he got up off the mat and kept standing and kept moving forward. And damn it if this guy's not making it happen. And then to round out our nine-week series, Karen Wickery on her new book, Networks, networks and networking. How do you make those connections when you're a busy founder and still connect in with people that you need in your ecosystem? Founders tend to go deep, focus on the insular stuff of making their business work. And really, this is the time more than anything where you need to get up out of your seat and go find other people around you. And your network is going to be the first place to do that. Karen does a phenomenal job of talking networks. All right, that's it for the Toddcast, Toddcast number two. We had a great conversation around what we did over talent and recruiting. I gave you a great preview of what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks on Founders DNA. Very excited to see that happen. And as always, would love to have you subscribe to the podcast. Give us some feedback. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what's working. Would love to hear from you. And with that, we're out. Have a great week, a great start to 2019, and super excited to continue to bring you these great podcasts and these great conversations at foundersplace.co. Foundersplace.co, the place where exceptional founders grow. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. For past episodes, blogs, and more, visit us at foundersplace.co. That's foundersplace.co. And thanks for listening to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.